Spring turkey season is upon us, and don't be caught out in the woods without having Onyx Hunt on your phone. One feature Onyx has that is often overlooked for turkey hunting is their recent imagery filter with their elite memberships. This imagery is updated week to week, and it comes in extremely handy, especially when you're trying to find these gobble zones where these turkeys will go out in a high spot on a fresh clear cut and strut around all day long. Actually, I was just looking at on Onyx where, where the timber company just came into Andrew's club and did a very small clear cut along this creek, and I can see the high spots on the topographical map, but also I can see exactly where they mulch, and those are going to be hot spots for finding gobblers, especially mid-morning after they get off their hens, getting up on these little high spots in this fresh, small clear cut along the creek and strutting and gobbling all day long. If you want to give Onyx a try, you can actually download it for free, try it for seven days, and if you decide to purchase, you can use the promo code SOUTHERN and save on your premium and elite memberships. So go into this turkey season, know where you stand with Onyx. Well, guys, we have some exciting news for you from Vortex about their brand new eyewear, their Banshee and Jackal sunglasses. Me and Andrew have had these for a few weeks now, right before the release, and we've been extremely impressed. They're awesome glasses, guys. And listen, if you're needing some new sunglasses, not only do they have the VIP warranty, but they're tough as crap, guys. Uh, Scratch-resistant eyewear, uh, it's extremely important. And also, they have safety features as well. So when you're out shooting at the range, again, these are rated glasses, so you are going to be more than protected when you're at the range. But they also look fantastic when you're out around town. So right now, Vortex has some special pricing on their website, which is vortexoptics.com for the new eyewear. But also, if you use the code SOUTHERN20, you get to save even more on this special pricing for right now at vortexoptics.com. Again, check out the new eyewear from vortexoptics.com and use the promo code SOUTHERN20 to save on their brand new eyewear. If you live in the Gulf Coast region, you need to find yourself at the Eco Wild Expo May 10th through the 12th in Mobile. It is the premier outdoor expo for the Gulf Coast region, and we're going to be there. We're going to have a booth. We're super excited about it. Can't wait to meet you guys that live down there. We absolutely love the Gulf Coast region, so to be a part of this show, we're super excited about. We're going to have past podcast guests there at our booth for you to talk to, guys who are relevant for your area, who you can talk to, you can pick their brain, you can joke with them, laugh with them, tell them your story, whatever you want to do. It's going to be a awesome time. We're already working on some past podcast guests, but hey, if you live in this area and you have a suggestion for someone you want to see at that show, write in and we'll see if we can get them. There's going to be all kinds of exhibitors at the show that are focused on hunting, fishing, conservation, and recreation. There's going to be activities for the whole family there. They got axe throwing, archery. They're going to have our podcast booth. And then for the kids, they got touch tanks, a honeybee exhibition, a raptor show, kids fishing tank, BB gun range, and a butterfly house. So you're going to love it. Your kids are going to love it. It's going to be an awesome time. So head on over to ecowildexpo.com to get more information on the show and to go ahead and grab your tickets. And hey, mark it on your calendar, May 10th through the 12th. Be there. We want to see you and we're excited to talk to you. So we'll see you at the EcoWild Expo this May 10th through the 12th at the Mobile Convention Center in Mobile, Alabama. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's up? Hello, everybody. Andrew Maxwell from the Southern Outdoorsman here doing a very short intro before we get into this episode with the Hunting Grounds TV crew. Uh, this is from NWTF. This is another bonus episode for you. Uh, like I said, we recorded like a ton of podcasts at the NWTF convention, uh, which if you haven't checked out a couple of those, you know, go back in the episodes and, and listen to them because they're, they're pretty good, man. We had some awesome, awesome, awesome people on, including Dave Owens. Uh, David Holly from the Wild Turkey Report, among a few others, Bob Walker, Cuz Strickland. We just had a blast recording, and there's some really, really, really cool content there for you guys to go check out. But this is another awesome one for you. We were able to sit down with the Hunting Grounds crew and uh, just shoot the breeze, man, about you know what they do, uh, the reality of their show, how they got into it, 
Um, and, and really we kind of start BSing a little bit about the hunting industry in general. And it's just, it's a, it's a really fun episode and I can't thank the guys enough for coming on. And it's definitely not the last time, uh, that we're going to have them on. I think that we're going to try and get them back on after turkey season just to talk, uh, like habitat and stuff for deer. So that'll be fun. But anyways, I was going to take a quick second to say, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast and please share us with a buddy. We would really appreciate it. And also, check out the YouTube channel, man. We're uh, pumping out some content. And uh, let's see, today is Wednesday. So on Friday, we're heading down to some public land. Uh, It's going to be me and Jacob, and then Parker McDonald and Tyler Malone from Southern Ground, and we're doing a big collaborative hunt. We're doing a podcast together. It's going to be crazy. We're going to be filming it. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait. If you guys have anything you'd want to see come out of that, like any kind of specific thing on video or anything you want us to talk about in the podcast we do, shoot those questions our way on some kind of social media, or you can email us, which you can find our email on our website. And yeah, we're pumped about that. Keep an eye out for those turkey videos that are going to be popping up. They, they should be pretty fun, but <laughs> hopefully we can show you all a dead turkey. But if nothing else, we're going to have a good time and put it on video and, and uh, throw it out there on the internet. But without me babbling on any longer, thanks everybody for listening. And here's our interview with The Hunting Grounds. All right, so day two at NWTF. We're here with The Hunting Grounds crew. Uh, and I'll let everyone go around because we got five people. So starting, going going to my left, introduce yourself. All right, well, I'm Steve Fuller. I'm the founder and the kind of the main guy that gets a lot of the stuff done, and I've got team members. I've got 10 of us out there, so I've got two of them here today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all had quite the group just walk up a minute ago. Whole posse We're a little right. bit intimidating. They always say, here comes the hunting grounds gangs. So it doesn't matter if it's ATA or whatever, bring a bunch of guys in. We, we have work to do. we got filming to do, so, yeah, it's a little mm-hmm. intimidating sometimes, but it's cool. Awesome. Ginger bow hunter Jacob Myers, everyone should know that. <laughs> All right, you got Jacob Emery, which y'all heard him like. Yeah. About, now it'd probably be about a month ago. Yeah. That podcast would have dropped. I don't know. I don't know what order we're gonna drop these in. So it might be a month ago, or it might be two weeks ago. <laughs> Who knows? Anyways, I got Jacob Emery, and I'm Scotty Flippo. Uh, been on the team probably the longest out of the guys, but. Um, probably one of the quietest guys too. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he's leaning into the. Yeah, it's got to have your little projector voice when it's all good. Okay. Yeah, so technology has beat us once again because uh, Jacob's microphone won't work. So we're having to put the headsets on the table, and everyone just has to lean into the headset. For all the listeners who want an idea of what this looks like, that's, that's, this is like the it's one a time. typical Southern Outdoorsman podcast. Something <laughs> like this pretty much happens 100% of the time. No, but see, this is the time I wish we were more of a video show as well, so people could see the struggle <laughs> that we go through to produce this kind of stuff. We got this $400 useless microphone that won't work. Yeah, pretty much. So, is what it is. But guys, super excited to have you guys on. Uh, first of all, love y'all's content. Steven, I think Thanks, you guys do a great that. job yeah. on the editing produ- production of what you guys produce. And make it very realistic for a lot of people because you have a bunch of different guys doing a whole bunch of different backgrounds hunting public land, private land yeah. across the you know across the country. Which you guys are mostly in the southeast and the Midwest, correct? Or Quit you... touching the table. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For the most part, uh, we do. Um, we got a guy up in uh, Minnesota mm-hmm. and Wisconsin now. Oh wow. Um, so yeah, we do try to reach a lot of different people, and that's the big thing that we really want to do with our show, and even going forward that we're reaching out even more. Is, to connect with people mm-hmm. and make it realistic. We got guys that do public land. A lot of us, like even myself, I do public land and private land. It's just whatever we can do, wherever we can hunt, kind of deal. So yeah. Well, well that's awesome. And one thing I saw that you did, which was pretty cool, is killed a doe with your pistol this year, which is pretty awesome. Actually, ended up being a button buck. Oh, okay. Which kind of, <laughs> I was always scared to put that out there because that's the one thing about the show. Like I want to be real. Yeah. And it's. That was a real hunt. I was really excited about doing that, and mm-hmm. it was a real, it's not really a mistake. I mean, I knew I was going to shoot a deer because I was going to shoot whatever deer walked out, but yeah. um, it was hard to judge that in that low light conditions, and it was mm-hmm. real, and I put it out there thinking I was going to get beat up on it, and so far, I don't think I've had a negative comment on it, so it was yeah, really nice. Yeah. People appreciate the, like that kind of <laughs> yeah. honesty because we had a hunt on our YouTube channel this year where Jacob made it a bad shot on a little doe. I mean, real bad. And we, as soon as it happened, I was like, oh, man, like, do we want to show that? But we decided to do it eventually, and we showed it. And I mean, we got, like, one or two negative comments. But other than that, yeah. I mean, it, it really wasn't bad at all. So you're, you're a little loud, a little loud, but it's all good. Is it red? Yeah. Okay. No, you're fine now. Uh, <laughs> but no, 100%. And see, I killed my first deer this year with a pistol. 
uh, oh, that's cool. 10 millimeter okay. uh, Glock Model 20 and was able to do some public land. And dude, was freaking fan. I mean, I'm, I love bow hunting, okay? But when you're hunting with a pistol, dude, oh yeah, it's like bow hunting. I'm not gonna say it might be easy, depending on how good of a shot you are, uh, it might be easier or harder than bow hunting. But dude, it's so much fun. I would have said I want to probably harder because it. it. I did the open sights. You do open sights. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you do open sights and. You have so many factors. Plus, you were you filming yours? Yep. Yeah. So you have self filming in there. You got a pistol shot. Well, filming. Okay. Yeah, okay. Funny story. We'll jump into that in a little bit. Anyways. But, but yeah, definitely challenging. I it was fun and something that I want to do more on the show. I want to do some more unique hunts. That's kind of taken me out of my element. Yes. And I think that's what I want to do a lot more on the show. I, we just recently. Uh, the last hunt we did, we were hoping it would pay off, but we were in this old, creepy haunted house. And it was flipping <laughs> us out even being in there. But I was like, man, if we can kill a deer out of a haunted house, yeah. you know, how cool would that be? And as it got dark, you know, we were ready to get out of there. But yeah, I just want to do, <laughs> I want to do different hunts like that, you know, coming up in the future. So. And that's what I think a lot of people enjoy is like it's not so. I might even say by the book, but it's it's off the wall. Like uh, we had a lot of feedback from my pistol hunt, just because not a lot of guys are out there hunting with pistols. It's like going out there and hunting different ways, like hunting off the ground with a bow. Uh, I killed two deer off the ground this year doing that. Problem is, it's very hard to self-film when you're on the ground, spot not spot and stalking, but you're kind of covering ground with a camera, so we found out. Oh, yeah. So, sure. but it's just one of those things that people really enjoy that. I mean, especially the pistol thing. People are like, oh, man, that would be something cool to get into. That's just another challenge. Because mm -hmm. there, there comes a point where someone, no matter where you're hunting, you want to try to do something a little bit different. It's like, I'm going to try to pick up a, a longbow this fall and do some bow hunting with a longbow. That'd be awesome. So, I've been doing that a little bit right now, practicing, and it's freaking awesome like i've never had so much fun shooting a bow period in my entire mm -hmm. life it's just trying to take the next step which i've never i've not killed hundreds of deer but it's like one of those things that it's, not, it's nice to challenge yourself and people oh, yeah. enjoy that yeah. people see that like man that's yeah like give you some respect for that like, mm -hmm. that's pretty cool yeah so sure. that's awesome which by the way what was your pistol you were hunting with that was a 45 springfield it was tactical edition so it was a little bit longer so yep. which is it was pretty accurate with that thing so yeah. I, I was hoping to shoot it you know at five yards but it ended up reaching out about 20 25 so it was a little poke for a pistol but, but uh, it worked out that's fantastic awesome well scotty i now know a little bit about steven i already know about jacob which we'll <laughs> give jacob a little know bit too much about jacob. scotty give us a little give us, <laughs> give us a little background about you kind of getting into the hunting grounds and okay. everything else with you okay i didn't uh hunt very much when i was younger and uh steve i've known him for years we went to school together He's a little younger than I am, but uh, I just was seeing what he was doing, and I was super interested. We both work with youth, and uh, he saw that we were doing that. And uh, so we kind of got together, and just things just started working out, and I got back into hunting, and that was about 2010. So uh, I actually killed my first deer in 2011, that's so awesome. I haven't been hunting as long as these guys. And um, But uh, anyway, that's kind of how I got started, and it's just grown from there. And I think I hooked him like from the management site because he was like, "Hey man, I got property, come yeah. on!" And so we went down there, started creating food plots, and I, I never hunted that property, yeah. <laughs> and I had the permission to hunt, but I was like, "Why don't you just hunt this?" And then got into like the whole, not just a hunting, but you can manage and do the food plots, and there's so much more than just going out and sitting in the stand kind of deal. Yeah, and see that's one thing. So me and Andrew were plant hunters by trade. That's something that we've really taken to heart the last five years or so. But it's one of those things that. I really want to be able to, at one point or another, be able to purchase some land. Or, or get. Oh, yeah. My problem is with lease land is like, there's no guarantee you're going to have it for a long period of time because yeah. yeah. we've lost lease land in the past, <clears throat> especially growing up and everything. We had different leases, yeah. but be able to have some land that you can really do some stuff with because that's fascinating with me. Again, coming from that being my background, growing up and going through school and going through everything else of kind of doing the whole management thing, and then taking a step back to hunting public land where you're literally hunting sign, you're hunting transition areas. That's it because yeah. there's nothing else you can do out there. It makes you have a, a new appreciation to be able to kind of cultivate the land to really be able to hold deer, but be able to have a really good habitat for deer, turkey, and everything else, which is fantastic. I think you connect with it in a different level. I think that's one thing a lot of the guys, like Jacob, you know, he he didn't do too much, probably land management, really, when he started. And this last year, I can tell you, man, he's been blowing up my phone, man, yeah. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And you, you have a different respect and connection with the land and the hunt, and you're out there and it doesn't matter if you're going to kill a 160 plus inch deer mm -hmm. out of it like 130 120 115 i don't care what it is walks in and you've done the work and you've got that thing to come in that food plot yep. that's a trophy in itself yep exactly and that's one thing we don't get tied up on is so much about the score and you gotta like always top something it's about the experience man mm -hmm. if yeah. you have an awesome experience and you put in the work for it yeah. dude have fun because yeah. we talk about all the time is if you can't have fun when you're hunting you're doing something wrong i, th I think i told you about that when we had you on is yeah. You know, you seem like a fun-loving guy and a guy that really, you enjoy what you do, you're serious about it, but you still like to have fun. Oh, yeah. if, I was going to say, if, if you're so tied up about, you know, this and that, and you, you really take, 
you're not getting any benefit out of it for just enjoyment, I can't get with that. Yeah. You gotta have fun, man. You gotta have fun. And that's one thing about land management, dude. If you're out there, you're putting in food plots and stuff, yeah. running cameras, that's something again, especially Andrew, like we don't have as much experience with, but it's something that I really appreciate guys that can do that and go out there and really be able to have a good idea of how deer are using their land, how turkeys are using their land, and go out there and have success. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, states that you guys are from. I know Jacob's from Kentucky. Both of Scotty and I are originally kind of from Arkansas. We, we grew up right there in northwest Arkansas. He first moved over into Missouri, and then we actually are neighbors now. His crow flies are about a couple miles apart. But What part of northwest Arkansas? Where are you from? Right from Pea Ridge. Okay, yeah. awesome. Bigville area, home of Walmart. Okay, so I went to school in uh, Subiaco. Just between Fort Smith and Russellville. It sounds familiar. Yeah, Subiaco, I've heard that. Subiaco yeah. Academy. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's kind of used to Northwest Arkansas. Man, there's some big deer up there. There's big deer, yeah, that's for sure. And <laughs> even in Southwest Missouri, like in our counties, like in my county, I think last year alone, which is crazy because we're in the very southwest corner up against the Arkansas line. I think there was three or four 200 inches killed yeah. out of that county yep. last year. It was insane. Goodness. It's just it's weird but it's a lot of woods and they get some time to get some age on them yep. and uh people are killing some thumpers those ozark mountains man i've seen some of the biggest deer uh, ever they're heavy mass dude yeah. we'll be driving up through the ozarks going up by the buffalo river and dude you'd come around a corner and there'd just be a freaking walk on the side of the road you're like oh my god like i get chills thinking about it right now dude. it's ridiculous so and then you get some elk up there too it's, it's a beautiful piece of the country just up over there in that northwest arkansas south southwest of missouri then we got jacob Yes, sir. Give us kind of a little rundown about you. I know we just had you on, but man, you got to give us another rundown. Uh, well, I've been hunting since I was really young, close to nine or ten years old. And uh, I've always had an interest in filming my hunts and doing the land management and all that stuff didn't really come to pass until I think uh, me and Steven started talking. And I can't remember exactly when I joined. It's been five years now. It's been, yeah. yeah. And uh, come a long way. And yeah. as you were saying, I'm just now starting to get the opportunity to start doing the land management, planting food plots, uh, running cameras all year long. It's just, it's fun stuff and it all just comes down to what you have available. What can you, mm-hmm. what can do, what can you do with it? Yeah. No, that's fantastic. Again, it comes down to what resources do you have and make the most out of it. I mean, if you're a guy and all you have is public land, man, make the most out of it. But if you got some land that you can either, it's a family land or you bought, you purchased, or you're releasing, yeah. make the most out of it. That's yeah. the biggest thing. Yeah. Now, what got you guys, especially Steven, but what got you guys into self-filming, or just filming in general? I have been filming a long time. So I got into photography and like wildlife photography and stuff when I was in high school and uh, graduated in 2004. So I'm getting old. up there. Yeah. Really old. <laughs> right? Okay, thanks, Jacob. Uh, but yeah, so I've been doing it for a long time. And I actually started when you had the old VHS tapes and I duct taped, camo duct taped my VHS and you'd have it run for, I don't know, 15 minutes and that battery is dead. And so I just started filming. And I even before. The camera arms came out in the trees. I was duct taping tripods to the trees and using that, and been filming for a long time. It took me a long time to get my first kill on film, um, but I liked capturing that. And so, honestly, the thing is, we were talking about challenges earlier, and that's the thing. Like, I got pretty dang good like at killing really good deer around my area when I was really young, and um, was killing a lot bigger than a lot of the guys around there. And it was just another challenge. Like, why not? film and try to hunt and do that and then uh which is a massive challenge like i said it took me years before i got my first kill on film but i don't know i like the aspect of being able to share that enjoyment with other people i don't really do it for them to like watch me but i want to share that experience and then maybe it gets somebody else into hunting or something they can see enthusiasm it's fun to share so i literally will not go hunting without filming because yep. it almost stresses me out. People are like, why don't you just go out and enjoy it? Just leave your cameras. I'm like, I'd be stressed the whole time because I enjoy <laughs> capturing that hunt and sharing it with people. And um, if I if I can't do that, then I'm not going to go. So Yeah, and I, I can I can see that. This past year was our first year really taking it seriously or trying to take it more seriously, self-filming. And it's one of those things that I like it just to produce content. I love rewatching hunts, especially oh, if you have a real memorable hunt. Like we had a crazy yeah. one this year in Tennessee where we didn't see any big deer, but we had a little bachelor group of bucks come by on some public land, real young bucks, a bunch of turkeys came by, and be able to film that, and I shot a little doe on that hunt. But be able to film that and look back at it, man, like, dude, that was a hell of a hunt. Yeah. This little hanging bang, running gun, literally going in blind to a different spot, and just kind of having fun with it. I enjoy that. Yeah. And then be able to produce content that yeah. other people can enjoy. That's, yeah. that's definitely, I'm not going to say highly produced, but it's not really raw either. It's just something out there that's realistic for people. Because yeah. it's one thing when you're showing all the good times, but you, when you don't show the bad times, people are yeah. like, man, they start looking, they're like, 
man, I'm struggling all the time. Why can't I do what these guys are doing? Yeah. Where a lot of shows aren't really showing the lows. They're always showing the highs. Right. And that's one thing that I think you guys do a really good yeah. job on we'll is showing both. Yeah. Especially, I know your hunt. <clears throat> talking about LBL again. Yeah. That there we highs go. and lows of that deer. I mean, we got to yeah. talk about it. First of all, that was an <laughs> awesome deer, by the way. Second of all, man, this is, again, the turnout was just like, you know, going from extremely high to the lows. Yep. So... <laughs> Yeah. That sums up Jacob. He has to, he has to relive this again. <laughs> I'll, I'll say that about us. We're as far as all the shows that I see and watch, we're the realest. Like mm -hmm. we are going to show every single thing. There's a hunt we have on YouTube of Tyler up in uh, Pennsylvania. Hundreds of thousands of views on and, that, and, and we still don't know question. what happened. That the arrow, it looks like it bounces off the front shoulder. It goes right through the back yeah. ham of this deer. It's crazy. It's, it's great. A, it's a glance. If you yeah, watch it, it's not other. even angled that much. It looks like it bounces and hits, but people question when we put stuff up like that. Why would you put stuff up like that? Well, it's real. Yeah. You know, we're yeah. going to be real on that stuff. But Like you were saying a couple weeks ago, it's like people either are, they don't know what they're talking about mm -hmm. or oh. they don't own up to the shots that they take exactly. because it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like that's what happened with that doe in really doe fawn. Yeah, she Bad. was itty bitty. Man, <laughs> the rain just that week before washed the spots off, probably. That <laughs> little yeah. pocket there, you throw in your pocket and walk oh, out. Uh, that's right. But but it, it was yeah. a absolute. She was quartering quartering to or quartering away just slightly. I go to release, and right when I'm releasing, she spins directly away from me. Oh. And we cut it all on film, and it went in below her legs and literally split her all the way up to the, oh, to wow. the sternum. And that wasn't great, but we decided we need to release some of that. Just for the content to let people know stuff like that happens, yeah. and I, I admit after I'm like, dude, that was a horrible shot. And guys were like ripping into me about it, and I was being real. I'm like, dude, I know it was a horrible shot. Like looking back, there was no way I should have taken that. But again, yeah. just at the last moment, she spins right. I'm literally right when I release the arrow. That was a perfect storm too, because like the camera angle was bad. Like it looked <laughs> bad from the camera. Angle. It looked like yeah. no bad. Up like Texas the shot was shot. bad. Like even worse. Like you shouldn't mm -hmm. have taken it. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because that's when, the way it always happens. Even if it's a couple feet away. You yeah. Know, oh yeah. yeah. He's on the other side of the tree, yeah. and I'm filming, and this doe <clears throat> for me is facing. I mean, directly. Her butt is facing directly at me. She's facing the opposite direction, which is when he released. Oh. So it looks like he's trying to Texas heart shot thing, <laughs> which he wasn't trying to do. <laughs> and uh, and he releases it, and he immediately. I'm like, oh my god. And he went, that is not. That was not a good shot. Mm. But then we were like thinking about it. And I'm like, did, did you even hit her? Like, we didn't know what happened. We, we thought I missed her. I thought I nicked the back of her leg, and yeah. it just, like, went down below. That's what I was hoping for. But I was afraid because I heard the sound. I was like, that didn't sound good. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. But we, re we recovered her the next morning. And anyways, but it was just one of those things to be able to show content like that. And I know a lot of people be like, well, you're just giving more, um, more fire to, like, the anti-hunters and yeah. stuff. Maybe, but really, I'm trying to put content out that people can relate to because people make bad shots. People oh, yeah. cut shot deer, yeah, shoot them in the back of the hands. Just dips, crazy stuff happens. If anything, somebody can learn from your exactly. mistake or whatever. And so, understand, especially yeah. like, re, like now looking at the body language of the deer, maybe I should yeah. be like, hey, wait until she turned around because she was about to walk back the way she came with her mother, which I was trying to shoot the mother, but... <laughs> She didn't want to come. She didn't want to come in. She didn't want to come in. You are picky. No. But, but again, but it's just again admitting to that that man. Sometimes you just stuff happens. Yeah. Crazy stuff happens, especially when you bow hunt. Mm -hmm. Especially bow hunting. Mm -hmm. So be able to kind of show that content. I think a lot of people at first like, oh man, I can't believe you show that. But then they think about like, it's actually kind of good you show that. Just so it makes it more real, realistic for a lot of people. Because that's that's the biggest thing. I think for first-time hunters, too, you know, they watch these TV shows and they see all these easy hunts. It looks easy. You know, they go out and shoot a deer and they're done. Yeah. And, you know, you're trying to get people into this, into the hunting um, period, and then you have these real videos. I think it's going to give them a little bit more realistic expectations when they go out there into the field that they aren't going to go kill a deer the first time. Mm -hmm. And when they do, you know, if they watch a regular show all the time, it's just killing deer real easy, and they go out there and they don't kill a deer the first time, they're out. You know, they're tapped out. But they're we've got to grow the sport, too. And so I think the real side of showing these real hunts is a way to do that. Sure, yeah. it might give some fuel, and you know, to the anti-hunters <clears> and stuff, but um, I think it it's going to hopefully grow the sport, period. Yeah, again, it's just trying to make it more realistic for the average yeah. guy because the average yeah. guy is not hunting <clears throat> major outfitters, and they're not producing if – if they are filming, they're not producing content that's for mostly just entertainment. Like, you watch a lot of television because I, I have outdoor TV, Pursuit Channel, all that kind of stuff, and you watch it, and it's really just for the entertainment factor. I yeah. mean, there's a couple of shows that really try to show you the process, but they don't have enough time to yeah. be able to show you everything. No. Yeah. So they have to show yeah. you – the A, you know, I call it A roll, all <coughs> yeah. action shots. They, yeah. they can't show you much of the B roll and everything taking place up until that point. Mm -hmm. 
well, probably one of the best shows I'll see that does that on a consistent basis is Solo Hunter. I don't know if you're watching any yeah. of the oh, yeah. seen some. And yeah. they try to show you a little bit of everything, the highs, the lows. I think they do a great job when it comes to actually television. But it's just one of those things that people, I think that's one of the reasons people are taking a step back from outdoor t television is just because it's unrealistic. The yeah. way they produce stuff, it's just for the entertainment factor. With like what you guys are doing, it makes it a lot more attainable to see what's going on and how someone can kind of manage their situation. Now, what started Hunting Grounds? Because I know that's one thing. I had seen you guys probably a couple of years ago, but it really didn't take much notice to it. And then I saw Jacob through Facebook. Oh, we had a mutual friend. I saw, saw his okay. deer killed on yeah. LBL. I saw that video. I was like, man, that's crazy. I'm like, I need to reach out to him. Then found out about y'all's face there, y'all's YouTube. I was like, I've seen these guys' videos yeah. before. I just didn't put two to two together. So when did that all start? Uh, well, we've this is going to be nine years coming up this next month. Officially, when I released the first YouTube, I was a I graduated. I got uh, degrees in conservation, wildlife management, field biology, and communication arts. And so I went into like actually teaching in the private sector mm -hmm. right off the bat in biology. I don't know. I just felt like God was like, man, you know what? Produce a YouTube video because I was passionate about showing people how to manage small tracts of property and holding more deer and bigger deer. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I grew up in uh, that 15 acres my parents owned in Arkansas, we were excited to see like a spike or four corn mm -hmm. and stuff. And then now dad's taking a couple 130s plus off of it and stuff like, and that's 15 acres and our neighbors are not killing deer like that. Um, so I wanted to do a video on like what I'm doing. I have these sanctuaries, I'm doing prescribed burns. So I started doing how-to videos. Um, and it was like whenever I could and had one sponsor reach out and be like, hey, well, <laughs> You know, you want some free product? Sure. You know, I thought I'd made it big at that point. We got some free product, but, uh, you know, and um, I just felt like God was leading me to keep doing that. So um, I did. I mean, I worked until this last year, and I'm now officially, for the first time, doing this full time. Um, you know, I always had to work a 40 to 60 hour week job and then do this on the side. And um, But I was passionate about it, and I didn't care if one person benefited from the videos. Um, I was going to keep doing it because that's how passionate I was. I wasn't in it for the paycheck. I wasn't in it for anything else. I just was going to do it, period. And if tomorrow I lose every single sponsor and, you know, I have no backing or whatever, I'm still going to be creating videos. Like, yeah. I'm not going to stop. So I think the guys that are most successful doing this are like that. They get into it for the right reasons. They don't get into it because they're trying to get into the industry. Yeah. To me, those guys are the ones that fall short because they're, they try so hard to be something that they really aren't. Yeah. It just doesn't work. But yeah. when you can come into this organically, be able to produce something that, first of all, you enjoy doing, but then you have people that start following, listening along, or, or watching that they enjoy. That's how you grow. That's how you be. That's how you grow into something that's much bigger yeah. as time goes. Because I think stuff like what we're doing, like what you guys are doing, is going to be the next level in the hunting industry. Oh, for you know, sure. These big name companies, what they're trying to do, sooner or later, it's going to come back and fall back onto the, the little guys who are going to be able to grow into the industry. And that's what we're kind of shooting for. And I think you guys are already hitting that threshold. We're doing really good. I'll tell you, our, our numbers are great and we're blessed to be where we're at and have the support, you know, and it's just grown. Like, so now it's, now we got 10 guys on the team and because it got to where it's like, man, I need, it's not that I necessarily just need guys on the team, but I want a family group that's throwing in content so we can have more content, but we're connecting on different levels. So you got Jacob, who's wiry in Kentucky, and you got uh, Scotty, who's more soft-spoken there. And so everybody relates to somebody different. We have a full <clears throat> wide range of guys, and um, it's pretty cool to get to where we're at. But, yeah, we're going to – we just want to keep going where we're going online and really don't have any – I you know, thoughts of going to television. Yeah. We want to own the online spectrum and the social media spectrum and just keep going with that and be some of the forerunners there. So, And we just uh, just got done with an episode or an uh, interview with Coach Strickland, and he said that too. When it comes to outdoor media and where everything's going, it's all social media. Oh, yeah. Uh, everything's going there. As Mossy Oak just released their new uh, Mossy Oak Go app. Yeah, and, it's all and, and it's all going to be online, on your phone, app-wise. So people, again, are cutting the cable. They're getting away from television, and they're focusing more on Netflix. They're focusing more on YouTube and everything mm -hmm. else. And that's where it's going. Yeah. So that, that's one thing I want to talk to you guys about is, you know, for someone that's looking to get into, say, outdoor production, what was the biggest overcome for you guys? Like when you guys were starting out, when, when you took that next step, like say once you started getting a couple of sponsors, what was, the, what was probably the more stressful thing to kind of go to be able to produce content to make it where, hey, maybe this is something we could do, you know, more of a, a serious note? Well, that's a hard question. Um, Honestly, uh, I would probably have to say consistency yep. is the hardest thing to get past. Um, everybody wants to get out there, and everybody's got their priorities all scattered and stuff, but you really have to get to where this is a 
pretty good priority where you have to produce a video and content on a consistent basis. It's not, I'm going to be in, and, and that's the thing, like I've got guys on the team that they know we're a 365 day um, year show. We got to be producing content all year round. It's our lifestyle. Hunting mm -hmm. is our lifestyle year round. It's not, we just get passionate about creating content and videos when deer season comes in, mm -hmm. um, but we got to be consistent. So that was the biggest part to go, okay, if I'm wanting to do this, I've got to, First off, you know, I got, I got from doing scattered, just random video posts to, okay, I'm going to do it every other week because I can do that. Make it, you know, where you can actually obtain your goal there. And so I did every other week. And then, it, you know, as we got in with the team and stuff, I was like, all right, guys, like every single week we we're at least doing one. And then we got into this deer season. We were doing two fully produced episodes, bare minimum a week. I was producing them. And then on top of that, we were doing short videos that the guys were sending in, whether they are doing cell phone videos, putting up their... Uh, you know, their cameras or whatever they were doing, setting up. And so, um, yeah, consistency is the biggest part and making that a priority and making sure that you have that, you know, because that's for your viewers. Yeah. Consistency is, like, huge. Now, I've got a question for you. How do you incorporate sponsors into what you produce? How do you incorporate that to keep them happy? Because that's one question I hear a lot of guys say, you know, they get sponsors. But how do you incorporate it in a, in a right fashion where you don't seem, I'm going to say, too salesman-like mm -hmm. or too pushy? but make, keeps them happy, keeps them wanting to be able to keep supporting you guys. That's being real, honestly. It's not over, like, you watch your show, like, I'm not doing a sales pitch, like, that's not what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna educate you on the product because I'm really passionate about the product. We don't add sponsors on our team, like, to our show that, uh, that we don't use and no. that we aren't passionate about or that don't work. And <clears> so the stuff that, the products that we're using, uh, it's, we're using them because we're, we probably have already used them beforehand, but I uh, got to be passionate about it and just use them just regularly. Like I will get, I mean, it just depends what you're doing. That we, if you're trying to push sales for that company or trying to grow a brand or whatever that company is trying to do, um, but I mean, simply going out and say, for instance, we're just going to do a video and we're setting up trail cameras and we got our spy points. We don't have to even say. Hey, this is the spy point. This is where we're setting it up and everything. This is the cool features. We can add that into it, but you will get sales just by going and using it because the people that are invested in your show and invested in you and following you want to use what you use because they trust you and your yeah. judgment and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I don't know. It's, it's definitely tough because... Mm -hmm out there they want to see sales yeah. you know that's for sure um but so you have to prove that you're getting the sales but you have to prove too that you are building their brand and you can do a video and get some reach for them so numbers are huge for selling points on sponsors like you aren't just going to go to a sponsor and be like hey i use your product and i get sponsored by you mm -hmm. um you got to have the numbers and stuff to back it up yeah. for sure but uh to keep them happy is consistency mm -hmm. consistency and just putting out a lot of content and being passionate about the product um, and, and you're right about that as in listeners and followers like to use people like to use products that people they watch are using oh yeah because they because first of all they, they trust you guys they, they believe in you and they're liking what you're producing so like, you know what, i'm gonna try this out just because you know say steven like steven's like oh he's a spot point or whatever yeah. and that's one thing that well that kind of influenced me uh, probably eight nine years ago with um or die oh yeah so you know they they're partnered with lone wolf and I started getting into the mobile hunting aspect and everything. So I quickly bought Lone Wolf stuff and everything else just because they've been using it just to try it out. And it is amazing how much influence you can have through social media, through, you know, different YouTube's uh, production that you're producing that people really want to try a product out. And that's the one thing that a lot of companies are trying to do is they're trying to push product, but they're also trying to brand, especially some of these smaller companies. It's all about getting their name out there. You know, it's one thing that, hey, you know, I'm trying to sell product, but it's hard to sell something when people don't know about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's that, that that's that's the biggest thing that a lot of companies, I think, smaller companies are trying to strive for. You know, they're like, oh, we got to get sales. I'm like, you can't sell something that people don't know about it. Mm -hmm. So that's that's huge. That's where the consistency comes in. Yeah. 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 yeah, the guys do a great job. I mean, I tell them, like, when you're out in the field, like, capture stuff. I mean, you guys are already doing this. If you're, you know, you're climbing in your tree stand, you're hooking up your safety harness, you know film that you know do short little videos there just you in the moment doing it don't go out of your way and do some big old fancy sales pitch be real in the moment and do a short little video and uh you know we want to be informative like that's mm -hmm. that's a big part of our show we are educational we're teaching you how to do food plots and prescribed burning but we want to teach you about the product and how to use it and how it benefits us uh, not necessarily are we going to push a sell down to your throat but um you know, we want to help you in that. So yeah, and that's the thing. It's like one thing that I've seen in the outdoor industry in this last year that we've been doing this podcast and everything else is 
a lot of people hate hard sales. When people are posting something and doing stuff like, you know, this is like the greatest product in the world. I could now have done this because of X product. People do not like that. And a lot of companies are now realizing that, but hey, you can't be like that. You can't be old school in 1980s, 90s, and early 2000s, where that was all it was about. Like, oh, you know, I could have done it with that X, Y, or Z, and this and that. And they're trying to go back to more of that soft sale and really go back towards being real with customers. Because customers are, there to be, are, are your viewers. Man, yeah. espressos hit me now. <laughs> so, <laughs> lack of sleep hit me about ten minutes ago. I was gonna say <laughs> slurring words. Yeah, no, it gets you some espresso yeah. shots. I'll tell you what. But um, that's the biggest thing, and a lot of people are now trying to more incorporate that atmosphere with what they're producing. It's trying to be more soft on it. I mean, when you're trying to be hard selling all the time, because I mean, if you go back and watch some like real early shows, I'm talking like early two thousands, like something I'm trying to think of. Oh, I don't want to say any names, but there's yeah. some there's some shows back in the day <laughs> yeah. that it is like hardcore sell pitch, and do, a lot of people just don't like that. Yeah. Cringe. Yeah, yeah. Exa exactly. There's there's still not, it's uncomfortable. Today, yeah. There are there's some like that. Some. And it's, I'll tell you, it's really bad. I think it's really bad in the fishing industry. Like a lot yeah. of people talk about the hunting industry, like yeah. that. I think it's real bad yeah. in the fishing industry. Yeah. You watch stuff and like, man, I could have done it without this and that. Mm. I'm like, man, there's three other companies that make a product that's just like that. Yeah. And I can catch stuff on. Give me a Zebco thirty. Now hunting can be the same way. But it really comes down to hunting with confidence. Use whatever you like to use if it gives you confidence. Because, you know, like say, um, you know, I'll give a company like Scent Crusher. If you love their ozone, ozone bags and everything else like that, just give an example. And it makes you feel like you have more confidence. Like you're going out there, you're having less deer bust you or this or that. Use it because it's making you have confidence. Because if you cannot hunt with confidence, dude, you're going to struggle. Because that was me a couple years ago, man. I was trying every little thing, every little tip and technique, dude, was struggling with it. After a while, I'm like, man, screw that. I'm just going to do it my way and start having more success. Yeah, have fun so, with it. Exactly. Man, y'all been quiet. And Steven, yeah. Steven's over here just running the show. I, Jacob's I usually I'm always talking a lot. I, I don't want to butt in, you know. But, no, I, I, the thing is, too, I, I got a little rant. Like, I do rant sometimes. Some people, Sometimes. <laughs> some people get crowd. me going on my live videos. They'll, they'll do some stuff. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to open up on here. Um, but, you know, the thing is, too, like, people, like, hunters or whatever that watch these shows, you know, they see our logos down in the bottom corners or something, and they'll they'll bash on us for pushing product hard. And it's like, you know what, guys like us, like, that's how we have to make it in this. Like, we aren't coming in with – crap ton of money the guys like it when i say it where i say it's overly used he but, says crap yeah. ton a lot <laughs> but I'm, not, I'm not coming in with that money just to, i mean i've got to have the support of these sponsors and if i am not showing support to these sponsors and doing my job and helping them get sales and reach then i'm i cease to exist as a show you now, know? hey i've got a question for you so this was brought to my attention a couple weeks ago why do we in the hunting industry or, or viewers in the hunting industry look at stuff like that like product you know product placement stuff like that as such a bad thing but then you go to like racing oh, yeah. or you go to motocross or you go to any other like you know sport yeah. like that I was and talking they, about that and they, like Rick and Bubba on the radio and, yeah, like, and, and, and mattresses are yeah. great and no one's getting pissed at them yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but why is that why is that when you go to you know like you said like radio shows and they have all these different sponsors they talk about them. no one bats an eye no one like freaks yeah. out about it but second you go into outdoor media yeah. Hunting, fishing, whatever, and you start Very doing that. True. People are like, "What is wrong? Like, why? Why are you? Why are you showing sport fishing that? What's going on? Like, why? Why are you a sellout? That's the biggest thing. Why are you a sellout? Yeah. Hmm. And I'm like, radio and motocross and racing never have issues, but when it comes to outdoor industry, that's when there's issues. And I yeah. really would like to know what that's the issue is. With interesting, that. yeah. I don't know what it is either, but it's something that we deal with, you yeah. know. And I have to be careful on how I even structure my videos. I don't want to have an, too long of an intro with too many logos on it because I'm going to offend somebody. But at the same time, I got to make my sponsors happy. So trying to find that perfect blend is frustrating sometimes. Yeah. <clears throat> well, like one that jumps out at me is like, man, you watch. I used to watch motocross a lot, and guys, you know, they, they'd win whatever, and they pop open a freaking Monster Energy drink. Oh man, got a little my monster. Or could have done it without it, right? Yeah, or or I'm like, but people don't bat an eye. They're like, oh yeah, sweet man, like right on. Uh -huh. Then you go to the hunting industry and say you're using X or Y Z product, and you like you show it and just like use it. Right? And people are like, oh man, I, oh you sell out. Oh product placement. Oh what's wrong with that? Go old school. What are you doing? I guess I guess because they're hunters too, and yeah. but strong when, when it's NASCAR, yeah. they're not everybody's a NASCAR. Driver. Yeah, I guess right. Maybe there's the, there's the, a difference in, in you. You notice them drinking. That monster, but I noticed like the race girl, like after that's in victory lane, <laughs> in, 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 in the, the monster, monster uniform. Yes. <laughs> that's the first thing that popped in my head. I was like, I can see her now. Yeah. Burnett, well, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> 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 
man. Woke him up. <laughs> I'm here. He get, he get, I'm ready. Yeah, he get, he get all perky. He woke himself up. Yeah, yeah. He, he get all perky with that right there. He's like, man, let's go, let's go, to, like, let's go to a boxing match or something. Get the little girl through the oh, sun. Wow. Man, just like shaking her stuff. Anyways, guys, let's get back on topic. But, uh, but no, that's huge. I mean, for real, because a lot of people just take it so seriously about this and that. And they're like, oh, you're a sell. Because, you know, I'll tell you one that's crazy. So when someone uses a product for a long time that's been in the outdoor industry, and then for some reason they switch to another product. Oh, yeah. Like that's a competitor or whatever. But and maybe they don't come out and explain the situation. Because a lot of times it's it's there's there's not a lot of issues. Sometimes it's just it's just not working out. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. Relations not working out, it's like anything else, man. It's like sometimes relations don't work out and sometimes you just got cut ties. And it's there's no hard feelings, but then your listeners like, man, what the heck? Like yeah. I don't know a guy that he that we kind of follow in the industry that's in the podcasting world that switched from one boat company to another. Yeah. Okay. And he was with this awesome. one. <laughs> well, he was, yeah, he was with this one boat company forever. He dropped, they didn't drop, but he switched to another boat company. And people were like, man, you're a sellout. And he had a whole episode about why the quote-unquote sellout is such a big deal and this and that and didn't understand that the hunt, that how the hunting industry is working, how sponsorships work, and how sometimes you can't meet each other's needs. Yep. And yep. sometimes you just got to try something new. Yeah. And that's just a big deal. A hard yeah. conversation to have, I'll tell you that. But well, it's like and it's, it's cool when somebody opens up about it and explains it. Yeah. Well, I that's like the that. thing, and that's what he was trying to do is kind of open up about it and kind of explain what was going on, mm-hmm. just so people were like, just would relax about it because yeah. it was amazing for like two yeah. weeks on social media, dude. Yeah. People was blasting him, yeah. and he brought the episode out, and then people were like, okay, I got, I got it now, I understand. Yeah. So. I just hate seeing all the blasting going on in the hunting industry. Yeah. We should all be on the same team and yeah. supporting each other and yeah. keeping our industry going. Yeah, yeah that, that's for sure. Well, that's huge, crazy. and that's one thing that, again, a lot of people just don't realize. Everybody, it, like The hunting industry seems like it can be so cutthroat just because there's a lot of jealousy that goes on. Oh, yeah. It's like somebody, oh, yeah. I'll, you know, there's people out there, I'll, you see them on Facebook all the time, that they're great hunters. They kill a lot of good deer, but, you know, they're not sponsored by anybody, but they start critiquing people. Yeah. Like say like me and Andrew, like we're we're not partnered with anybody. Everybody's experts. But yeah, and they're like they're like oh man, like I'm like they think I'm a better hunter than you because I kill bigger deer and this and that, and you have all these sponsors like oh that's bull crap. Oh man, you don't you can't teach me nothing. All this and that, and like people just can't wrap their head around a lot of that. Yeah. It, it, that that's really what stresses me out when it comes to the hunting industry. It's like there's so much jealousy that goes on. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. definitely jealousy. I think. Yeah, yeah. I, that's what I've always yeah. felt like it was. Well, see, that's what I like about turkey hunting. Cause man, no one cares. You kill a turkey, dude. They don't care if it's uh, you know some guys will freak out if it's Jake if it's legal. To kill yeah, Jake right. But like, he's got twelve inch beer, ten inch beer. You know, three quarter inch spurs or inch and a half. People mm-hmm. are like, oh, that's awesome. And there's no there's no jealousy that really goes on in turkey hunting that I've noticed. Deer though will make people go crazy, <laughs> absolutely go crazy. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm sure you probably felt it with the LBL buck. You going down there and winging it and killing that big deer. And a then... lot of those Tennessee guys didn't like. They him did very not much. like me. Yeah. I got news for all you listening. I'm buying my tags in two weeks. I'll be back. I'll be back. On a trail camera near you. Which <laughs> <laughs> that was epic, man. Yeah, I'd walk it out with that video. We waited forever to post that too. Like, yeah, that's the funny thing. You still haven't heard. From that person no. that owns that trail camera. If you're out there, here's my phone. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really would like to know what he was doing on November 17th. Reach out on He was at a Facebook. wedding. I told you. Last episode we did. Yeah. He yeah. was probably at a wedding. Guaranteed. That's when I had my biggest buck show up this year. I was at a wedding. Loser. Oh, yeah. what, what kind of person? What kind of friend or family member would plan a wedding? I'm there, there, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A friend with the, was it the wedding, wedding I went April to you with? No, no. no. Oh, okay. Well, guys, well, you know, y'all are at NWTF. Um, first of all, is this something that you guys come to relatively often, or is this something y'all kind of checking out, and how are y'all enjoying it so far? I know y'all showed up late last night. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll, we're going to run through it today. We're just here to honestly just enjoy it. Like, yeah. It's not like a work thing for us here. We do the ATA and shot show and stuff for work, but here it's like let's hang out with the guys that want to come up and then hang out with some viewers and got some sponsors here but uh scotty and i worked it a couple years ago i worked a booth and i've been here two or three times total something like that but yeah just come to enjoy it pretty much i just came out to buy some turkey calls yeah yeah Dude, it's, it's a good time like coming to, i've been here since wednesday so like when, you, when you're here for that long i'm like tired of the show yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, like this to me oh, is yeah. way more fun than walking out there yeah. but it's like dude it's so fun because everybody's here they're all, all here for the same purpose they love turkey hunting they, they love the they love the industry and love everybody else that's in it and everyone here is so open to help you out with any questions or any concerns or anything it, it's it's fantastic <laughs> we were talking with cuz about that that this is a show that when it comes to consumer shows it's probably one of the top ones out there for when yeah. it comes to oh, yeah. outdoor yeah. outdoor relations and everything else 
Um, now, guys, now how was SHOT Show? Who all went to SHOT Show? Because I'm jealous. Steve went to SHOT Show. I went to SHOT Show. <laughs> uh, I stepped away from the mic he's to taking take a picture. pictures yeah, so gotta, we can post it <laughs> later. But, uh, gotta get a selfie. Yeah, of our redneck setup, you know? So, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. no, uh, I go to the SHOT Show, but I work for one of my companies there, but I also have meetings there, too. So, yeah. SHOT Show is cool. I will tell you, nothing stands up to ATA show. I love the ATA. It Just be, it's the hunting. If you're anything hunting, it's got to be the ATA, and I yeah. love how people are real there. I mean, SHOT Show is cool, don't get me wrong. But it's it's got some hunting in it. But if you want to go to a hunting show, go to the ATA show. ATA is cool, so, man. Yeah. It's so laid back. Oh, yeah. Like, after being here, like, bumping shoulders with 80,000 yeah. people, and then you go to ATA, you're like, yeah. where is everybody? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the nice thing about ATA. Not just anybody can get in there. Yeah. Yes. Like, people, like, 10, 20 people a year will message us or me or whoever and be like, oh, sweet. Like, how much does it cost to get in? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It well, like it. Up until about two years ago, I thought for some reason ATA was a consumer show. I was like, I want to go to ATA. And same thing with SHOT Show. And I was yeah. like, oh, you can't do that. Yeah. You can't no. do that. Yeah. Which I, again, I kind of enjoy that. This year was our first year going to ATA. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it was so relaxed. Everybody yeah. everybody knows everybody. Oh, that's the thing. And it's like, it's just a good time. That's know? honestly yeah. why I go. I go for the relations part. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. I can't wait to, like, talk to some of these people in the industry that I haven't talked to in a while. Mm-hmm. And connect with some of the sponsors and just hang out and have a good time. So, and see Jacob and Jacob, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get out of here. Right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you're so needy over there. Yeah. You're relaxed. <laughs> he takes a lot of hate from some of the viewers sometimes, so he needs some love. But yeah, yeah he's always. <laughs> I don't know if I want to send you another video anymore, it's, post. Every one of his, like, if there's one that's going to go viral and have some negative side, he's like, why is it always me? Like, that's what makes those go viral. Yeah, I don't find that. Make it go viral, Controversial about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's always something. No, but ATA was fun, guys. I mean, I know because you guys were definitely busy because I know you're meeting mm-hmm. with a lot. You have a lot of meetings and everything. This year, we were pretty much just documenting everything. There was a couple companies we wanted to touch base with, but... It was just a fun time to really be able to see everybody, see products that first off, no one else is going to see for probably six to eight months because yeah. it's not me releasing that time. Like, dude, that spot point camera, yeah, well, w- was oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. and it, people have been like it. blowing us up on that. Like, when's it coming out? I've said it. You know, yeah, like, people April, want it right April, now. April, April, April. Well, y'all's video yeah. was fantastic. Your yeah. short little video you did yeah. Yeah. was fantastic because one of our buddies, we did a podcast up there with the guys from Tethered um, Nation, and they one of the guys was talking about the camera. And we're like, he's like, man, it's about the size of your hand. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no way. Yeah. And then, and then I, I had not seen it. And then y'all post the video. I'm like, holy crap. Yeah, I think you put tiny. it up next to a phone. Yeah. It yeah. shows how small the thing is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's just ridiculous. But again, ATA is a hell of a time. It's a fun time, especially if you want to go out and again, just have, you know, go out with everybody. The Badlands Film Festival was fantastic too. And, have you, have and it's have, been better. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. what I've heard. We, yeah. we, we've gone to there three, four years or at least now, something yeah, like several. that. So. Now, have you guys ever thought about putting in uh, uh, some short clips for that? We tried mm. one time. Sore uh, subject. <laughs> yeah, sore subject there, right? Uh, yeah, I worked my butt off on stuff and tried to do what they wanted, and then they came back asking for completely opposite of what they told me. But um, So that's where that goes. But, no, we definitely we go to support because those, you know, those are – guys that we connect with that are there you know it's everybody that's just just trying to do their own show is in that place so yeah that's pretty much why we go to connect with people there again but um yeah we'll we're probably actually going to be putting it in putting in for it this year and see if we can get a film in there for sure awesome. so yeah yeah, yeah we, we had a couple ideas after watching can i get an understanding of like how they run with some of the stories that's and, exactly right yeah because yeah. he, he's got a, he's got a good one oh, yeah. how he was raised it, it would make for an awesome yeah short film but we'll have to see how that rolls out but guys um Kind of go around, maybe do a little conclusions, and we'll wrap this up. Uh, concluding thoughts, Andrew. I'll let you kind of kick us off. No, dude, I'm just—I haven't said much. I've just been yeah. sitting back enjoying the conversation. <laughs> but thank you guys for coming and sitting down with us. I don't think this is the last time we'll have you on. We've really enjoyed it. Y'all are cool guys. So, I mean, that's that's pretty much all I got. Any concluding thoughts? <laughs> Not Scott? really. I mean, this is my very first podcast to ever do, and I didn't say much, but uh, it's it was cool to be part of this. Yeah. And, be able to hear everything so thanks for having us jacob's thinking hard it looks like i'm always thinking hard yeah <laughs> no i love i love what we do and um you know for the business side of it we are a show and we do have to produce and bring in content but at the end of the day it's like last night we had a fun time we're all family yeah. and that's the the base of it all so yeah. everybody loves each other on the team some a little bit more than others. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. Let's not go. It's, Let's not, not go there. I got a tissue. It's 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 great. Tyler. I love the group yeah. that we have. Yeah, yeah, we have a good group. Um, 
and uh, you know, excited to be on the podcast for sure. And uh, my first time was, you know, being able to listen to you and uh, when you guys talked with Jacob, and mm-hmm. that's what I appreciated. We talked about earlier is you guys yeah. are you were real, you know, and you get that when you listen to the podcast, and that's exactly what we were trying to come across on our show. And we're going to continue working our butts off to produce content and put more real content out there and even better content, and uh, do nothing but get better and grow. So. Yeah, if anybody wants to follow us, they can follow us, and they can yep. find us on our Instagram at THGTV. Um, got our website, THG-TV, and then the Hunting Grounds on Facebook or YouTube. So it's without a G, no G. Yeah, without a G. Yeah. So we're, we're, from, we're from Arkansas, so we yeah. say hunting. We noticed and that. So, uh, That's his fault. No. Yeah, so we <laughs> called the Hunting Grounds. But, uh, no, we are, we're ready, and we're fired up for this year. we got some cool stuff in the works, and uh, – going to be producing more content than we ever ever have and um, being more real so i think we got some interesting stuff coming to everybody for sure so and we definitely want to be on another podcast so yeah, we got a lot more to talk about oh. i mean we we got management stuff that we can go into and then we can always update you guys on how our good our turkey season went or how bad you never know <laughs> so one month we're gonna yeah yeah face. i want to i want to get y'all back on to talk management specifically yeah. that sounds good. especially having a, a younger group of guys because that's what i love about this is having a group of guys that you know, they're in their, you know, 20s, 30s years old, and they're they're not, and there's nothing wrong with the guys that are 40, 50, 60 years old, right. but to be able to relate with, you know, yeah. kind of our generation, mm-hmm. this is what I love, yeah. is guys that are passionate about their products, they're passionate about what they're producing, they're passionate about just hunting, because yeah. it's a lot of, uh, there's so many guys that get tied up in the industry, but they don't go out there and enjoy themselves, yeah. and it, it seems like you guys do that, and we appreciate you guys coming on. So all of our listeners out there, make sure you check out The Hunting Grounds, again, on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and of course, YouTube. Uh, we appreciate you guys coming on, guys. And uh, Steven, Scotty, Jacob, let's go have a fun time at the show. That sounds good. Thanks. Yeah. You guys seem to really have enjoyed over the last year where we've went to a Q&A format every Thursday on the show where we answer some listener questions. Now, some of the most common ones that we get have to do with gear, but also how to find a good hunting buddy. You know, I'm really lucky to, to have a hunting buddy like Jacob. We've been on a lot of incredible hunting trips together over the years, and it's just nice to have somebody that, you know, is always down to go on that that trip that you've always wanted to go on or, or who will wake up at three o'clock in the morning and go get that gate before someone else does on public land with you, whatever the case may be. And like I said, we get a lot of questions on how do you find, you know, a group of people who enjoy that same thing so you can kind of network and make some connections. The Mobile Hunters Expo is the place to do that. Y'all heard us talk about it last year. And guess what? This year it's happening in Dalton, Georgia. We're going to be there June 28th through the 30th. We're going to be there all three days. We're going to have a booth. You can come talk to us. We talked to a lot of you guys last year, had a ton of fun. So looking forward to that again. But guys, I'm telling you, this is the place to come network. And there's going to be a ton of you guys there. A lot of Southern Outdoorsman podcast listeners are going to be at this show. And actually, Friday, June 28th, there's going to be an after hour social after the expo. So what better place to go kind of intermingle, hang out with a bunch of like-minded people, and probably pick up a couple new hunting buddies so you guys don't miss it it's june 28th through the 30th i'm telling you if you listen to this podcast this is an event you need to be at now we'll see you guys at the mobile hunters expo june 28th through the 30th in dalton georgia